But when things in our lives look like they're not looking like they're supposed to, we won't even lift our hands and say, God, you're still good. You don't wait on to something change in the natural to say God is good. So you a supernatural being. So you already see the super and you bring it in the natural. Regardless of what it looked like or appear to be, you stand before a good father and you continue to tell him, God, though I don't know, you know all things. And God, that don't stop your goodness. Because it was your goodness that led me to repentance. So I know God, just because this situation is in my life, God, you're still good. And I'm going to still give you glory. I'm going to still give you honor. Because you're just that good. Come on and lift up the goodness of Jesus. job 
in your body? Is God good? He's so, so good. And we have the word of God to remind us of his goodness. Because Moses, he prayed to God and he said, God, if you don't go with us, he said, God, we won't go. Come on, that's just how good he knew God was. He said, God, show me your glory. God told Moses, he said, I'm going to show you all my goodness. My goodness is going to pass by. Have anybody experienced his goodness? Because his goodness is his glory. Come on, God is good. God is worthy, y'all. So tell your neighbor, no matter what you're going through, my God, my God, my God is still a good father. Come on and give him glory. Come on and give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 I want you to do something else for me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is so good that he's already healed, he's already delivered, and he's already prospered you. Say, so you're the healed, you're the prospered, and you're the delivered of God on today. Say, so receive it.
glory. That's why we don't go on what man think about us. Man can think all day long about me. But as long as I know who I am, it doesn't matter. So you can stand before your worst enemy and know who you are in him. And you won't get offended. And you will always be forgiven because he forgave you. Come on and give him glory. I am who God says that I am. And nobody can change that. Say, neighbor, you can't change who I am in Christ. Say, you can't change who I am in Christ. Come on, give him glory. Hallelujah. 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 A songwriter says, I get joy. When I think about what he's done for me, I don't know if you know what he's done for me, but I know what he's done for me. And that's what gives me joy, joy, unspeakable joy. It's a joy that man cannot give you. It's a joy that God give you deep on the inside. And that joy empowers you. That joy gives you everything you need to do what God wants you to do. I'm telling you, y'all, y'all might as well give him glory. God's already changed your situation. God's already turned it around. And I know he's turned it around for your good. So get over you. Get over how you feel right now and say, God, not my will. But let your will be done in my life. And every promise of God in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. And if you're in Christ, it is a yes. And it is an amen, meaning it is so. No matter what man say, we got an amen. We got a promise. And it is so, amen. Not going to be so. Quit waiting on it to be so. It's so right now. Because he said it. He said it. And guess what? God don't want to be rushed. God don't want to be rushed. I don't rush God. Because I know his presence is right here. And I wait on him. And I'm being of a good courage while I'm waiting on him. Because God has something right in this room for you. And the only thing you got to do is reach up and receive what God has already prepared for, for you. Even before the foundations of this world, God had already prepared your healing. 
God had already prepared your deliverance, your prosperity, your love, your peace. God has already prepared it all for you. So the only thing you are doing is commanding what God has already done for you. You don't have to plead with your father. Just take what he's already done on your behalf. It's already yours. It's already yours. Not going to be yours. And you know what the problem is? We want to check with somebody to make sure. God's already said it. So if he already said it, we don't have to check with nobody because it's so. Let God be true and every man become a liar. The natural may look like and may appear to be is so. But God is over the natural because he's a supernatural God. Amen. Come on and give him some praise. Hallelujah. 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 I want to say this, and we're going to move on with the teaching. How many know it's your season? How many know it's your season for favor? Sometimes we forget those seeds that we have planted for such a time as this. It is time for your harvest to come in. And we're supposed to be in position to receive that harvest. See, God prepares you for the harvest that he's going to bring in. Just like churches, he prepare you for that harvest of people that he's going to seat in the midst of you. But we have to be prepared for what God is doing amongst us. God got to prepare his people for what he's bringing into the house. And if you're not prepared for what God is bringing, you'll mess somebody up. This is why God got to prepare you. And that's why he's preparing you with spiritual warfare. Because we're not fighting against one another, y'all. This is a spiritual battle. So you need to let go of what you harboring in your heart. Against someone. Because God forgave you. And you need to forgive them. It ain't about what they did or how they did it. God was a merciful God. God even forgave a murderer. He took the place of a murderer. They gave Jesus over and let go of a murderer. Come on. He still forgave. And the only way we can do it is through him. Because he's a forgiving God. So God, I thank you on this morning. That it is our season. So I'm going to ask Judah to come back up. Just for a few minutes. And we're going to do that song. It's our season. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, God. Glory, God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for your season? Could y'all come this way in the front here so y'all won't block nobody on the sides? Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is your season for grace. How many of you know that? And favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. This is my season for grace and favor. This is my season to reap what I have sown. Hallelujah. But my God, my God is faithful, yeah. See, God's got a purpose. And I know, no, 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 he's able. I've got to see in the ground that he's already blessed. And I'm not stressing.
coming in your direction. How many of you know he's always in your direction? And what you did when he was there, you didn't receive him. You blocked it. Your feelings blocked it. You don't know what else blocked him? Your heart and heart blocked him. You're not trusting him blocked you. God said he won't all of you, not part of you. So that's why he said he's you to miss God that's that's his job he don't want you to get what you need but anything else we can wait on alone we can wait on other things but when it comes to waiting on the Lord we get too busy God want us to be about his business y'all and we should be able to set a day aside To be in his presence, to be before him, not just on Sunday. Sunday is the day we come together and we fellowship. 
one with another and imagine if all of us every day be before the presence of the Lord when we come in here it should be like a bomb ready to explode because all of us have experienced him for ourselves and it should not be trying to overcome something we're coming together because we know we're overcomers in him Believers spend so much time trying to help believers, the ones that are getting the word. And you got some out there that don't even know him. We supposed to present him to them, but we can't get over us. Amen. It's not about us. It's all about him. We're going to go ahead into the teaching. Open your Bibles to Ephesians, the sixth chapter. We're still talking about we're in a spiritual warfare. Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10, and I'm going to read through verse 18. Ephesians 6, beginning at verse 10. Your Bible should flip automatically there. (laughs) Finally, my brethren, he's speaking to us. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand In the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications for all saints. You may be seated. We're going to go over the rest of the armor and I pray that as we've been going over this armor, you've been going back home and you've been meditating on what you have gotten so far. Because you can hear the word, but until you are a doer of the word, it's like you're not hearing it. And some of us hear it, but we have yet not done what the word of God tell us to do. And until we do it, then we know that we have heard it. You cannot just take this word and not live by this word. We got so many people that's telling somebody what they want them to do, but their lifestyle is not adding up to what they're saying. You cannot tell them about Jesus if you're not being about Jesus. You cannot tell an evil world about Jesus if you're just like the evil world. You cannot say with one breath, oh, how I love Jesus. And with the next breath, you're doing what the world is doing. No, and saying what the world is saying, that don't add up. Either you're going to be about light or you're going to be about darkness. You got to either be hot or cold. You cannot be lukewarm because the Bible say he will spoo you out. And we got too many people settling 
because they want to do what the world is doing because they want to fit into the world. You are in the world, but you're not of the world. And people get mad because they think you act like you're too holy. Yes, I am holy. I'm holy in him. My holiness come from him. So I want to live a holy life being that I know who I am in Christ. If I wanted to live a sinner's life, I didn't need to get saved. Y'all, the, the enemy got people minds so warped that they think that they can come to Christ. And still live a divided life. People think that they can say I do. Before him and still live any kind of way. It don't work like that. Because when you say I do. You're making a commitment. You have opened up your heart. And say I'm living for you and you alone. It's no longer I who live. But it's Christ who lived in me. Paul recognized I have been crucified with Christ. And the day I got crucified was on that road to Damascus. And Paul saw a light that he never seen before. Paul began to hear things that he never heard before. Paul was so smart, y'all, with the scriptures. But it was twisted for him. He was trying to live one way and not the way God wanted him to live. But when he had the experience with God. One that was dragging Christians off to be murdered, to put them in prison. Paul's heart began to change. Paul began to have compassion and love on those he never had the compassion and love for. So you can't tell me that when you truly accept Jesus, change don't take place. I'm going to say it again. You cannot tell me, because my Bible tells me that Paul, a man that done wrong, that talked against what was being preached and proclaimed, the good news, the day he had an experience with Jesus, he let go of his beliefs. He let go of what he thought or how he felt. He let go of the world and he began to say, I'm going to stand for the anointed one, the Messiah, Jesus Christ, the one who came to save. You can't tell me. See, some people is trying to justify what they're doing and why they're doing it. Y'all, they're bringing this stuff in the churches. They're bringing the, the songs, they're bringing the dances, they're bringing all this into church. And they're saying it's okay to cut an album with the world. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, it's okay. How are we going to bring the world to us? Jesus didn't do what the world did to draw them to himself. We got to beef it up. And they try to say, oh... We're not under the old no more. This is a new thing. This is what you got to do to draw the crowd. The only thing I got to do is stay in my position with who I am in Christ and do what the word of God that tell me because everybody, you're not going to draw. And it ain't you that's doing the drawing. The only thing you are is an instrument with truth. So somebody needed that. You cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to love the one. 
Either you're going to love the one or hate me, but you can't serve both. You can't say you serve in Jesus and you still serve in the world because it's two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. Either you're going to be in one or the other. You can't be choosing Monday, I'm going to be in the kingdom of light. And Tuesday, I'm going to be in the kingdom of darkness. It's okay. Me and my wife need to beef it up a little bit. So we're going to ask Otis Redden to come in the room. It's okay. Or Teddy. Or Luther. It's okay. We's married now. You better keep Luther, Barry White, Otis Redden, Teddy Pendergrass out of your bedroom. If you need them to get in the mood, you are never in it. Oh, somebody don't like it. But oh, how I love Jesus. You love him after you've done what you want to do. If you love him before you've done what you did, you wouldn't have done it. Oh, people say, you so hardcore. Yes, I am. For Jesus. Come on. I'm like that way for Jesus. See, people try to win Christ. They say, you got to meet them where they are. Yeah, I'm going to meet them with the good book. We meet them with the good book. This is the only book that's going to last. Because everything written in here, I guarantee you, it won't change. It's going to remain the same. He said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. I want y'all to quit telling people. It's okay. It's not okay. But you tell them. You speak truth in love. Because yes, Jesus did. He was in the midst of them. Not to do what they done, but to bring them life. So don't use no excuse that you go to a club because you're trying to draw them. If you're trying to draw them in that club, then why are you still in the club doing what they're doing? If God sent you in that club, you should be bringing some out of the club and you still shouldn't be in the midst of the club. So we're talking about. We're in a spiritual warfare. Did y'all not know this is what the enemy used? He's deceiving. He's a trickster. He tried to make you feel like you okay. Now that you're saved, you're okay. You can miss hell. I want to do more than miss hell. I want my life to speak for me. Even though I may fall, I want my life to speak. She fell, but she got back up. See, some people are falling, but you're not getting back up. Some people are saying things, but they're not doing what they're saying. They want people to think they know the word. But when you know the word, you live the word. You don't say one thing in your house is in a mess. Hmm. So he's telling us our ability, our might come from who? It comes from God. And that's the first thing we got to know. Why am I repeating myself over and over again? Because God wants you to get this so much in you. That you keep on this armor. You don't take it off. You don't take off this armor when you go home. 
You keep this armor on by reminding yourself who you are now that you're in Christ. You cannot take off this armor. You got to always be armed and dangerous because you don't know what house you're going to walk in. You don't know what you're going to walk into. You don't know who the devil's going to use that day. But if you got on your armor, you are prepared and you're not afraid to go where God is sending you because you got on some armor. You don't know how to act concerning a situation. So he's saying, our ability, our might comes from who? It comes from God. It's not coming from you. Everything you have comes from him. He said, the weapon of our warfare is not carnal, but it's mighty through God for the pulling down of those strongholds. Your weapons are not carnal weapons. They're not fleshly weapons, but they're mighty through God. God has given you his weapons. He, he knew you cannot stay on this earth without being armed and dangerous. He said, though my son won the victory for you, you got to stand on what he won. And if you don't know what he won, you're going to live just like the world is living. You're going to try to do stuff like the world is doing it to try to win a battle. This is why you got to stand in position and you got to know who you are. Now that you're in Christ, you got to know your identity. You have a new identity in him. So then he said that we have to put on the whole armor of God. So we'll be able to stand. That stand means that we're going to be in our position. We're going to be ready to what? Resist him. We're going to hold our position. He said, put on the whole armor of God. All of it. Put on the whole armor of God. Don't think that you can just go out there and start talking about the gospel, putting on your shoes of peace and ain't got no belt of truth around your waist. That ain't going to work because some of us going out there and trying to save people that he's already saved. Only thing you doing is telling them with this belt. Oh, y'all, what he's already done. That's the good thing. You ain't trying to do nothing. You're doing what's already done. Oh, God is so good. Thank you for doing that for me, Father. I don't have to come up with my own formula, y'all. Only thing I got to do is put on this belt. Come on, put on what's already written. And when I put on what's already written, written, I'm standing. I'm holding my position against the deceit. Against the trickery. Against the lies of the devil. Because he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. He's not about truth. But some of us Christians don't know truth from a lie. Because we ain't been in the word long enough. Let me say this. Don't know truth from a lie. Somebody can look at you and look just as sincere as they want to be. They can be speaking probably the word. And you're like, man, they know that scripture. But they're doing it traditionally. And you remember because the Holy Spirit is reminding you the traditions of men make the word of God a none effect. And you got to look at them and say, oh, I don't walk according to tradition no more. Because you heard a word. Come on, you got on the belt of truth. Because you've been in the truth. You're continuing in the truth. And by you continuing in the truth, guess what? You dwell in there. You remain in there. 
You stand in your position. Remember what we talked about when it says about standing. It says take on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand, withstand, to oppose. You cannot oppose him if you weren't already standing. If you didn't already have on some armor. See, we're trying to go into battle with no armor on. And I'm here to tell y'all it won't work. Are you wondering why you're doing the same thing just a different day? Are you wondering why you're in the same situation? Are you wondering why when crisis pop up, you acting toe up from the floor up every time and you drawing back from God instead of drawing near to God? Because you ain't got on no armor. Either you full of rejection, something you full of, but it ain't the armor. If you always see a person talking about me, myself, and I, no armor. Because the Bible says you are strong in him. And in the power of his might. Why are you always talking about you? What you going through? Like nobody else ain't been what you haven't went through what you. Ain't nobody going through what I'm. You don't know. Because God always have somebody that went through what you went through to help you while you going through. But we think I'm the pick of the litter. <laughs> Nobody goes through like I go through. That's what you want people to think. Because you special, you special. If you serving God, you're going to go through. You're going to be hated. You're going to be persecuted. And if you don't like it, lump it. Because this is what's happening in the real world. If you think nobody's not going to talk about you, if you think your family is not even going to hate you, then you shouldn't even got saved. Because the ones that say they love you the most, soon as you say I do to Jesus, hate starts stirring up in their heart. Your husband don't act right no more. Your wife don't act right no more. Your children don't act right no more. People on your job don't act right no more. They're talking about you. But you're supposed to withstand. You're supposed to oppose. Then after you do that, he goes to say, stand. Ready, prepared. Some of us think we're ready and prepared till something hit. And then we think about Apostle Amanda. She spoke on this. Let me try to get a belt of truth on. How can you put something on so quickly you ain't never been in? Only thing you're going to be putting on is what you heard. But how can you stand on what you heard if you ain't living what you heard? If it ain't rooted and planted in you, that belt gonna fall off. We're trying to go on what somebody else say and we get happy. You hear a good teaching, you get happy. You begin to tell people about what you heard, you're happy for a few minutes. When somebody slapped you upside the head with something they said, now you're ready to fight. You're telling people what they should do. Forgive them. Forgive that person. Then somebody come up in your face. Tell you something that you don't like. What happened to forgive? 
Your belt fell off. It wasn't attached. See, this word has to be attached to you. That's why he said when you put on this belt of truth, they will gird it with the belt. Remember I told you when you miss a loop in your pants, you know you missed that loop. Some people don't care if they miss that loop. Some people don't even care if they wear a belt because they're wearing them now to the knees and trying to walk. And do you know, ladies, some of us is going after the ones with the pants down to the knees. Because that's what's in now. But when you know what truth is, you're going to make sure that belt is all the way around your waist. You're going to make sure you gird it with that belt. That means you don't take it off. That's why you have to get into the word of God daily. Listen what I'm saying, y'all. You have to read the Bible daily. Not only when you're going through. Not only when you feel like it. But on a daily basis, that means I'm in this word because it gives me life. It quickens me. And I can't live without my daily bread, y'all. I have come to know that without my daily bread, I am spiritually dead. So every day I have to go into this word and say, speak, Lord, according to what's written. Because I'm going to make sure my belt is tight. I want to make sure that this belt that I'm putting on is going to hold up this breastplate of righteousness. So every day I want to take this word and I want to go into the word and I want to read what's written in this word because I want to make sure I am girded. Has your neighbor say, are you girded in truth? Say, are you really girded in truth? Say, because if you girded in truth... You shouldn't be so offended. If we're girded in truth, we shouldn't be so emotionalized. Don't get me wrong. We do have them he motions and she motions. But when you girded in truth, you say, wait a minute, my belt trying to come off. Hold up. Hold up. You trying to make my belt come off. You trying to show my nakedness. The devil is a liar. Do anybody know when that belt coming off? Me, do y'all know when your belt is coming off? Do y'all know when you don't have it tight enough? Women, do you know? Oh, I forgot. The pants that they make now, they're so tight, you don't need a belt. You get them to fit just right. Let me tell y'all something about pants. You do need a belt because they leave a gap in the back. Because some of us ain't shaped all the same way. I'm going somewhere with this. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. All of us come in in different shapes and forms. And if you wear a pair of pants, women without a belt, and you put a shirt on over it, they're going to see the gap with the tight shirt you got on. What am I saying? You can't leave a gap when it comes to this word. You can't be in it on Monday and gap over the Wednesday. I know the Holy Ghost talking. See, the Holy Ghost bring it down to your level. See, he don't get real deep. He bring it down to where you are. 
Because when you put on a pair of pants, you're going to remember the gap. And you're going to say, oh, I got to get him a word. I, I, I don't get it because Apostle Amanda is telling me. I get it because I know what I need. And when something come up in your life, I don't know about you. But you can only go on what you know. See, some of us want to call somebody and go off of what they know. But when you have a good experience with God for yourself, even when you call them, they'll remind you of what you already know. They'll give you the medicine on what you already know. And then you can tighten up. Tighten it up. Ain't that good? Then you got on that belt of truth. You gird it with truth because you end that word every day. Give us this day our daily bread. God rained down manna from heaven every day. Because he said, this is what you need to live by. But those people got so stupid. They were saying, I want what I had in Egypt. Oh, I'm going somewhere with that. See, God, man, ain't good enough, y'all. People still want what they had in Egypt. Egypt represent the world. This right here ain't good enough because the world got more of what I need, y'all. See, this right here, it don't do me like Egypt food done me. It don't make me feel like the world made me feel. So I'm just going to drop this for a while and I'm going to get back in the swing of things with Egypt. God only going to give you what you want. He, well, God, if I don't suppose to do that, stop me. He ain't going to stop you. He going to let you do it. Why is he going to let you do it? He said, because you're going to learn from what you want don't work. You're going to have to come back to. The word. Because the Bible say heaven and earth. It's going to pass. This world is going to pass y'all. But my Bible tells me this word. It's going to stand. So whomever you around saints. Set apart ones. That is not into what you into. The Bible say separate yourself. Get from around them. Be ye separate says the Lord. You can't be unequally yoked. People don't want to hear this kind of teaching. People don't want that to hit their ears. Because see the truth bring out them devils. It bring out what's already there. See, this is what get me. I was talking to a pastor about this one day. I said, let me tell you something. Don't let people fool you. Which I know they don't, but we in conversation. I say, a person will agree with you. I'm just going to wrap it up. As long as you're saying what they want us to hear. But when you start getting deep with the things of God, I'm going to wrap it up. You start seeing them falling off. You start hearing silence. You don't hear that mouth working 90 miles a minute no more. People will say what you're saying. But guess when it actually come out, they ain't who they say they are. Because deep down inside, they're hiding some stuff. 
They may tell you they love God, but when they get amongst other people, the same God that they say they love, they're hanging still with the wrong crowd. They'll tell you, I don't do that no more, but then you boom, bam, there it is. What you said you don't do, you're doing it. You know why you're doing it? Because that desire is still in you to do it. That habit is still there to do it. Even though you're born again and you're saved, that spirit of God that's in you is the real you. But your soul got some habits. It got some emotional tendencies. It got wrong mindsets. The spirit is already armed. But your soul is what's tore up. And this is the part of you that has to be renewed on a day. People think, see, you better watch who you mingling with. Because if you mingling with somebody that's standing, that ain't going to go on in and everything because you going on it. They ain't going to have it. They're going to tell you just how it is. Some people don't want you to tell them how it is because it makes them look little. It shows what's really activated in them. So when you bring forth something that they didn't know, pride, jump up. I already knew that. Oh. Fence there, pride there. Don't want nobody to know you didn't know. Just say, thank you for that. I didn't realize that. That's humility. But no, we want to put on a show. We want to make somebody else look bad because they done busted something that was already laying there. See, God said, root it up. Root it up. Y'all better pay attention to your apostle. I may ask you something so simple because I know what's there. And I just wait on the answer. Ah. Rejection. God is so smooth. And God will let you ask somebody something so simple to tell you exactly where they are. And the person don't even recognize it. Now don't you sit there and think, what did apostle ask me recently? (laughs) So we got on the belt of truth. We put on the breastplate of righteousness. That breastplate that we put on is attached to that belt. Meaning that that belt is holding up that breastplate of righteousness. Meaning that I'm in right standing with God. And meaning that because I know that I'm in right standing of God because of what I didn't have to do. But because of what he done for me. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So we could become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. It's nothing that I can do to be righteous before God. So if you're trying to be righteous in his eyes, that's self-righteousness. That means that you ain't suited up right. You don't have on that breastplate of righteousness. I can stand in battle knowing that I'm in right standing with God. Knowing that the devil cannot touch me because I know who I am in him. And that right standing means that I'm going to live a righteous life because it's because of him I live, because of him I move, because of him I have my being. I'm not living righteous to impress you. 
Some of us try to live one way in this house and then we go home and live another. No. We want to live this righteous life because we know who we are in him. Not because of anything we've done. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're living according to his righteousness, not because of our own. So if I mess up, that don't change my righteousness in him. But what it does change is, it's giving the enemy inroad into my life to condemn me, to make me feel like I'm not worthy. So I'm going to close that door and say, wait a minute, Satan, because I got on my belt of truth. Because I've been in the word of God. And I know what truth is. It ain't based on me. It's based on his son. So I bind you in the name of Jesus. And you go back into that word. And you remind yourself, I'm righteous. And when you remind yourself that you're righteous through what Jesus done, you turn from what you're doing. I never seen a person who say they're in this word... And ain't turned yet. You cannot tell me that you in this word and you still doing something you don't supposed to do. Something's wrong. That's that's lying. The devil in that. Oh yeah, it does take time for people. But how much time? Twenty years. Huh? The day that Paul grabbed hold of Jesus, Paul began to walk it. He began to talk it. He began to live it because he stood in position and had his mind made up. For God I live, for God I die. Paul made up his mind. It don't make me no never mind. Because he was, he had an experience with Jesus. He didn't even walk with Jesus like the other disciples or the apostles. But when he had an experience with Jesus and he wasn't even with them and he got revelation on top of revelation. Y'all, I'm telling you, when God gives you revelation, when he reveal himself, when he make himself known to you. You ain't worrying about what nobody else is doing. You only saying what God is saying. And I'm going to say, quit comparing yourselves amongst yourself because it's not wise. See, when you're watching, um, you know, teachings or other people uh, giving you what the word of God is saying, quit comparing yourself amongst them. Trying to say, this is what I need to be doing. I haven't seen so many things open up on Facebook like I have been seeing popping up. People getting their platform for television. Everybody got something to say. They got something to say about relationship. Not saying they're wrong. Because I haven't heard it, but I want y'all to follow these patterns. Everybody is popping up with something. You better have on your armor. So if you're watching what's popping up, you're going to know what truth is. Because everything you hear is not truth. It is deception. It is a lie of the enemy to turn you away from what you're getting. Be careful. This is why you got to have on your whole armor everything that sounds good. Ain't good. Everything that looked good ain't good. Y'all, I had pulled up something concerning a minister. And when I had pulled this up, I had already discussed it with Apostle about a sign. This minister, he's trying to get more followers. I said because he messed up. And he's trying to change now. Because people are turning away. That's money. If they didn't blast this minister... 
put everything out on this minister, bringing back up past stuff that's already over and done with. I mean, and then got other ministers trying to protect their ministry because he calling them out. Come on, somebody. Wasn't y'all warned about this? That he said it's going to be some more exposing. Be careful who you're listening to because it's going to be some more. God don't leave you ignorant. See, we get into these people because they sounding right. But if you ain't got on your armor, you accept any and everything, people. Just because they're saying what seems good don't mean it's good. You got one minister that's saying atheists are going to go to heaven. Homosexuals are going to go to heaven and people still watching them. Because they, they, they speak a feel good sermon. They encourage you. But you got to have some rebukes. Start rebuking and see who leave your ministry. Start standing on truth and see who's in that big ministry. They say just enough to keep you. We have everybody coming in. We don't discriminate against nobody. The Bible tells me a divided house. Because if you got one over there believing it's okay to do what they're doing, it's going to go through the whole house. The Bible tells me in the book of Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, Miracle Temple, Clem's Training School, the fifth chapter. They had a man amongst them that was having an affair with their stepmother, a mother. They knew it in the church and they did not handle it. So what did Paul, Paul come up in there and he wasn't even there, but he was doing it spiritually. He said, this person got to come out from amongst you. You got to turn them over to Satan so they can see themselves. You got to take your hands off of them because they choosing to do what they're doing. Go back and read it. I'm paraphrasing it. They let them go. They couldn't be in the same church with believers doing adultery. They had to be willing to let, oh, people mad now. People saying, well, you might as well shut your doors. No, we do what the word says. When you turn them loose, the Bible tells me again in the second book of Corinthians, I believe the second chapter, he was invited back in because he humbled himself and got rid of, come on somebody, y'all better read your word. Light and darkness don't mix. We are body of believers. What do I look like having sinners on one side and saved folks on the other side and all of us praising God and they ain't saved? Read your word. God loves everybody. Yes, he loves everybody, but he don't have you with unequally old people. We have to be, y'all please read your word. Where's your belt of truth? Come on in the book of Acts. When they came together, they had to go out and they were disciples. They gave them the word of truth. Then all of them was on one accord together. What's happening to the churches today? We letting anybody on the choir. We letting anybody be a deacon. We letting anybody do what they want. Playing the piano any kind of way. Ha! Play that song. And we know that they got a problem. Instead of pulling them off the piano and using a boot, Mitch. Mitch, you 
use a boot when we didn't have a piano or, or drums, land. I said, come on, Mitch, we'll use what God has given us. And they made a joyful noise unto the Lord. And when people had situations, I didn't have to sit them down. You know why? Because they would come to me and say, Apostle, this is what's going on. We will have conversation. Okay, well, have you talked to the Lord about it? What did God tell you? Are you ready to, to change? Yes, ma'am. I realized I was wrong. You are right, baby. But I ain't going to have nobody sitting there and act like they okay. And you ain't willing to change. People say, you so wrong. Tell God about it. Because I'm only going to do what God tell me to do. Either we're going to serve him. Oh, let me say this because I'm hearing this in my ear. Like Samuel say, I hear this in my ear. I still hear this. Well, you might as well empty the whole church. Let me tell y'all something. Everybody in here falls short. Hear what I'm saying? But when you keep, listen to what I'm saying. When you keep doing the same thing and you're not willing to turn from that, you got to be sought down. God give all of us an opportunity to turn. You cannot tell me you cannot let go of that woman or man for Jesus. When he died for that, where's your belt of truth? My Bible say flee. Fornication. It didn't say keep the person because you in lust. Love don't live like that. Love say Lucy, tie yourself up. Love say Peter, stay in your pants because Lucy tied up. Nobody don't want to hear about that. That's stuff that they say don't need to be talked about in church. They're young. They're going to get into situations. But when they hear this good book, when they hear about the love of God and what God's love done, you will lose that. And you will let it go. You will stay as far from it as you can. I got something to say to somebody in here. Don't think you're fooling God. Because you ain't. Because something's going to show up and show out. And you're going to need somebody to pray for you. When you've been laying there all that time and know you were wrong and God gave you opportunity. And then something pop up like a disease. Those are the consequences. Did God put it on you? No. Nobody want to hear this. We got on the breastplate. Now you ready for your shoes. Because you know you're righteous in God. You ain't right standing. You going out with these shoes of peace on. And with these shoes of peace, you got a readiness. You ready. You prepared to preach this good news. You ready to preach what Jesus already done on your behalf. You telling them now that you have peace with God. You've been reconciled with God. You are justified. So you going out and giving them this good news. You don't have to do this, that, or the other to be accepted by God. Only thing you got to do is accept what Jesus Christ have done. That's the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Because you believing in what Jesus done today, you will not perish. You will have everlasting life. So now you 
going with the gospel everywhere the soles of your feet tread you should be possessing that land why because you're carrying the good news of the kingdom not only carrying the good news of the kingdom but you are manifesting the kingdom in the midst of them letting them know that God is a healer God that's what Jesus did he didn't only have on those shoes but he had some gifts to back up those shoes that's why we have the gifts of the spirit then we have the helmet of salvation well don't the shield of faith we have to take up that shield of faith why are we taking up the shield of faith because we're standing on what we believe so when the enemy come in with his lies we hold up this shield and it block the fiery dots of the evil one the wicked one and guess what because we're covered with the word of god when those um um things hit that shield guess what it's wet down with the word So them fiery dots burn out. Why? You can't touch me. Because I know who I am. In him. And then when we come together as the body of Christ. And we get in the same teaching. We're helpers of one another. So all of us are holding up our shield. And we're putting a wall around the enemy. It's over our head too. Why? You need to be in a good teaching church. That's teaching you the truth. So when the enemy come in and talk about me or talk about a leader, you hold up that shield of faith. And you don't let them talk about God's children like that. He who have not sinned, that's what Jesus did, cast the first stone. But what did we do? What you say they do? Who they slept? What? That's a shame and disgrace. What happened to your shield? What happened to your belt of truth? What happened to Jesus making them righteous like he made you righteous? We need to remind them, yes, they did mess up, but that don't mean they're who that the devil say they are. That's why the Bible say, know no man by the flesh. You're supposed to know him by the spirit because the flesh cuts up all the time. If I looked at people in the flesh all the time, I'd clearly go to hell. <laughs> Quick, fast, and in a hurry. Show me, Father God. You don't want me to see the flesh. God, you want to show me the spirit. So that's what, that's what we see, the spiritual. Not the fleshly. None of us will make it if we keep looking at people cutting up in the flesh. Because we all cut up from the pulpit down. Judge not and you shall not be judged. We can judge righteous judgment. We have to judge in the spirit. So now there go that shield of faith. Now we got the helmet of salvation. That helmet in 1 Thessalonians the 5th chapter it talks about the hope of salvation. And Paul mentioned that to them because they were going through some trials and some tribulations. And he was reminding them your hope of salvation come through what Jesus done. It's not coming through what you will ever do, but it's coming through what he done. He was reminding them of what God done and how to love each other in their time of trials and tribulations. It goes back to Isaiah 59 when Jesus put on the breastplate of righteousness. He put on, um, what's that? Uh, the hope of salvation he put on the helmet of salvation. Why did he do it? Because God couldn't find nobody on earth that could deliver us. That could save us. That could profit, prosper us. So he had to be the first one to put on this helmet. 
He had been the first one to go out in battle. Now the Bible say, take up, take up. That means I want you to receive that helmet of salvation. And how do you receive it? By renewing your mind. Every thought that come in your mind that don't line up with truth, the Bible say you cast it down. So that's why you have to have on that helmet of salvation and it helps you not to be conformed to this world. Going after the patterns of this world, doing and saying what this world does. Y'all, we should be totally different from the world that people know who we are and who we belong to without them saying uh, about you saying, I'm saved. Anybody that keep telling people they saved, you ensure your salvation. Come on, testimony in church, we get up. I'm saved. Sanctified and what evangelist? And if that fire was burning hot enough, you'd be out that man's bed. Your testimony will fry you. It's best to don't say nothing. If you know that he saved you, live like you saved. People get up, do them testimonies. Most people just to see me, hear me, be attached to me. Then the next few days, you, you're telling people, oh, God is good. You're thanking God, giving him glory. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And then you come back the next Sunday night like you don't know nobody. Because somebody hurt your feelings. What happened to the testimony? Sometimes it's better to keep your mouth shut if you ain't ready to deal with your adversary. I'm telling you right now, if you don't want to deal with it, keep your mouth shut. Because whatever come out of your mouth, you're going to be tried by your words. The enemy going to say, uh, come on, let's hit them with this because I've been waiting. People going to see exactly who they are. At Miracle Temple's Deliverance Ministries, they're going to really see. They're going to really see. See, when you're trying to prove yourself, I know I'm changed. The angels in heaven done signed my name. Y'all know how they get up there and sing that song? Then getting in church and act like the name ain't been signed. You done tore up the contract. Have y'all ever seen such mess with Christian folk? This is what's happening with Christian folk. We're trying to tell people how to live and we're in the midst of their mess. That's not right, y'all. That is not right. I remember on an occasion, it was so funny. I'm going to have to use Sister Denise. It was funny. I ain't going to tell you what was happening, though. I ain't going to give y'all the details. It was funny. I'm sitting at home and the Lord revealed something to me and he told me, just stand still. You don't have to do anything. That precious child sitting right over there, her heart goes out to everybody, y'all. She told me, Apostle, everybody coming. You coming, Apostle? Remember the incident, Sister Nick? I said, I sat there and I said, well, I don't need to go. I don't need to go. I felt a peace. The Lord already told me. I said, for the sake of Sister Nick, this is funny. Come here, Sister Nick. This is funny, y'all. I said, for the sake of Sister Nick, I'm going to go on down there Relieve her mind. I'm going to go. But the Lord already told me. So as soon as I'm walking up, y'all, I'm walking up there. Show them how you did, Mrs. Sneed, as soon as I walk in. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. Sister Nee said, nah, they don't want you here. 
person, they say, they, they don't want you here, Pastor. I already knew I wasn't wanted for. I went. But I had to repent because I'm looking out for her. Her heart was just like, you know, da-da-da-da-da. So I'm looking out for her. So like a, like a wind came and took me out the same. Sister took me down that hole so hard. She didn't want me to get my feelings hurt. It didn't matter to me because I already knew. I already knew. What am I, what am I saying? <laughs> we have to be careful. So now I have to hear the Lord. I'm going somewhere. We all fall short sometime when God said, don't move. See, it could have been a disastrous situation, but it wasn't. Because God already knew. So what I'm saying is, with that helmet of salvation, you knowing who you are in Christ, right? You got the helmet of salvation, but I got another one for you. Hmm. But here come the sword of the spirit. When you know who you are and you get a report like that, it's time to weld the sword. Let me tell you about the sword, y'all. Remember the belt? The belt is, it is written. But when you meditate on what's written and you're renewing your mind, see, it protects your head, your brain. Y'all know football players have to be protected or they'll have a concussion. Some Christians got concussions. They can't remember nothing. But when you meditate on this word day and night and you observe to do all that's written therein, then your way shall be prosperous and then you shall have good success. So now that sword of the spirit, see that is the power of God that's coming up. That's why it has to be attached to the belt of truth because it's in there. So you have to have it all the time when the, the um, shield of faith is up. So when that sword come, it is not coming from head knowledge. That sword is coming from inter-knowledge. It is coming from a rhema word that you are wailing in the spirit, that you are decreeing and declaring and let the enemy know when the enemy come in like a flood, the spirit of the living God will do what? Will raise up a standard against him. So my sword came up and said, devil, what you meant for harm, God has turned it around and he has made it for good. Because the Bible tells me that when the centurion came to Jesus, he said, you don't have to come to my house. He said, just speak the word and my servant shall be healed. Jesus said, I haven't seen such great faith. Even in Israel. That's that sword. See that sword is what you have come to know. It's the revelation that you have gotten through meditating on the word. So that sword is ready at all times to cut. The sword is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what the word is. So you should have that going all the time. But you can't. If you don't get into Hello Anybody there See you trying to well something That you don't know nothing about Cause you ain't took time To get revelation off of it Oh you saying May God supply all my needs according to his riches and it. But you're just saying it. But when you knowing it, and you got revelation on it, 
when you go to your mailbox and you see that big bill, your sword is up and then cut it into pieces. I know that my God has already supplied this need before you showed up. You got the audacity to show up in my mailbox. I curse you at the root because I know I'm dead free. You wailing it, Kathy. You wailing it, Kathy. Why? Because it's in you. You only wailing what you know. What you have experienced. But how can you experience God when you don't take the time? To be with God. You listen to a sermon on television and you get it in your head. And you go out and try to use it. You just as dead as you can be. You ain't bringing nobody no life, not even yourself, because you don't believe it. Paul said, I only speak what I believe. That's what he said. See, some of us are speaking it and we don't believe it. We're speaking it because we want people to think we know. Then we go home and cry, oh, Lord Jesus, help me, Jesus. We can't do this to Lord Jesus. Get us a good cross, not up everywhere. And still wondering, God, what are you going to do with it? I'm tired of this. I'm tired of these people. Help me, Lord. Your armor just fell completely off. Because you ain't never have none on. So that sword is supposed to be going at all time. But let's wrap it up with this part. Y'all check this out. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. I want y'all to check this out. Praying always. You got to stay in constant communication with God. That means that when something go on in your life, You are communicating with the commander through the word of God. You're going to God. It reminds me in prayer when Daniel got in a situation and they didn't want Daniel to pray no more to God. But Daniel said, "Uh uh-uh, you can kill me now. Because that ain't an option. Daniel went and done what he always done. Opened his windows towards Jerusalem. And he began to pray. He began to seek God. But guess what? They still threw him in the lion's den. Did that look like God was there? Mm -mm. Not in the natural because they still. But Daniel went in there and said, well, just another opportunity to give me a day off from serving you. So Daniel went in there and went to sleep in the midst of the lions because he knew I serve a mighty God. I'm always in connection with my father. This is something that's not strange. My God already let me know what you were going to do. So I'm going in here and I'm going to rest in him. You think you ain't going to get in lockdown because you're serving God. But in lockdown, he's still a savior. He's still a deliverer. So when they got when they got him in lockdown with the lions, guess what? That old king couldn't go to sleep. He began to pray for Daniel. Then he couldn't wait to go open that lion's den. Oh Daniel, oh Daniel. And Daniel was saved from the lions. The king couldn't eat, was fasting on Daniel's behalf. Didn't he take what was meant evil and turn it around for good? And the king made a decree that they would have to serve Daniel's God. 
We have to stay in communication with God at all times because we don't know what's going to pop up. But it say praying always with supplication. So we go into God. We're asking God. We're saying, God, I need your help in this. Some of us think we don't need God's help. We think our money can solve it. We think our husband and wife can solve it. We think our employer can solve it. No, the Bible says praying always with prayer. With all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Check this out. All prayer. All prayer means it could be an intercessor. Intercessory prayer. It can be a prayer of agreement. Let me give you the prayer of agreement when Peter and John, when the lame man was healed through the power of God. They didn't want Peter and them to speak in that name. They didn't want them to do nothing in that name because they knew it was power in that name. So they told them, we don't want you saying nothing in that name, but they could not deny the miracle that took place in that name. They knew they were unlearned men. They knew, but Peter and them said, we rather do what? Obey God than man. But this is what they did. They went back to their company of believers. And they began to join together in prayer. And they began to communicate to God. How did they communicate? Praying his word. They began to decree and declare his word. And as they decreed and declared his word, coming in unity, coming in togetherness, there was a suddenly in the midst of them. The power of God came down in the midst of them and they began to have boldness and signs and wonders. Everything began to happen because they were in communication with God. You cannot do nothing without God. Quit trying to pray to him when you're in trouble. Every day you should be communicating with your father and say, Father, this is the day that you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know what this day entails, but you are all knowing God. So God, I want to sit here and communicate with you. I want to know your heart for today, God. Not what I want to pray, but I want to pray out what you would have me to pray. I want to pray in the spirit, God. So God, I can't even pray for my son and my daughter and my husband the way I need to pray without you intervening on my behalf. So Holy Spirit, I need your help with this. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know what the enemy is trying to set up. But speak, Lord, speak to my heart. That's what we're supposed to do. He's our father. Some of us pray corny prayers. I'm going to say it. Corny. You know why they're corny? Because we ain't got developed yet. Your prayer should move beyond 20 years ago. Some of us got a recital or a ritual. We got it down pat, what we going to pray? <laughs> that ain't praying in the spirit. That's praying based on what you want to pray. Praying in the spirit means you praying too in your heavenly language because you don't know what to say. But the spirit is praying on your behalf. And let me tell you what else praying in the spirit is. Praying in the spirit is the rhema word that's coming out of your spirit. And you're speaking it in the natural. And you know that's exactly the will of God that he has for your husband. He has for your children. That he has for your boss. That he has for the president. Quit praying corny prayers. People go in the word of God and get this word down pat and just begin to pray. And people, oh, they're praying. When you pray in the spirit, something happens. 
to change. It's saturated with God's goodness. It's saturated with his mercy. It's saturated with life. Because this is why when Ezekiel was in communication with God, the Bible said in Ezekiel, was it 37? God took Ezekiel in the spirit. Listen to what I'm saying. In the didn't say nothing about no flesh. God took him in the spirit and showed him a valley of dry bones. He showed him those bones that were dead in a valley. And we know it represented Israel, but you got to get the revelation off of it. And when he brought him in this valley of dry bones, he's going to have the audacity, God, to ask Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Come on, God. I'm like, is it God, you know about them dry bones. But then he began to tell Ezekiel, because he was in communication with God. He said, this is what I want you to do, Ezekiel. I want you to speak over these dry bones. And I want you to speak life over these dry bones. And everything that God told Ezekiel to do, Ezekiel did it. And those bones rose up as a mighty army. What am I saying to you? Prayer changes things. And we got to have prayer in the midst of us. We need to keep our mouth shut based on our opinions and go into the word of God and say, God, what season are we in? God, how do you want me to pray for our nation? God, how do you want me to pray for the White House? God, how do you want me to pray for the president? God, how do you want me to pray for those that's up under the president? God, how do you want me to pray concerning these situations? Because I'm right mad right now watching the news. Hello, somebody. I'm mad because the thing about cutting this off or cutting that off, you serve a God that don't cut you off. Where's the armor? Mess with our money, you ready to kill them. But didn't you know? They went through this in the word. What make you think you're not going to go through it? That's why you need prayer. That's why you need communication. I ain't never seen so many people get mad at each other because of a man. Let me tell you why we mad. Whether the man black, purple, blue, or brown. We still serve God. We don't change because man change. We don't talk about each other because this one going here or that one is going there. This is why churches are so divided. They got them by name. If you ain't Baptist, you ain't right. If you ain't Protestant, if you ain't this, if you ain't that, the church is even against each other because it's based on I. If you ain't no Methodist, you can't come up in here. If you ain't no Baptist, you can't come up. They give themselves names and they get their own covenant outside of the word of God. Get people minds twisted. And if you don't come up in the holiness church with a dolly on your head and a long skirt on, you ain't holy. They come up with all these names. Archbishop. What is the archbishop? Who? A who? An archbishop is a master prophet? Yeah, that's another name. 
generals. Generals, Manny, you heard of general? Our general has been departed, huh? That name ain't gonna get you to heaven. The only thing that name's supposed to do is teach you how to get to heaven. It cannot get you to heaven. And bishop in the Bible is pastor. Look it up. Bishop means pastor. But they made bishop the highest thing. Some of y- y'all better get taught. The fivefold in the Bible start with apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. These are the gifts that he left. And he left these gifts to teach the ones in the body of Christ so they won't be twisted with every wind of doctrine. It didn't have bishop in there. Oh, somebody's mad now. Because people want a name. Go in your word. We got names. Sons of the most high God. Children of God. God put these titles on people to let you know the order. Ain't nobody in this church better than no one else. But when God puts somebody over you, it's to teach you what God want them to teach you. Not the doctrines that they come up with. I ain't never seen such folks doctrine. You don't need to be coming to church with a pair of pants. Better to come with pants than to be naked. It's out of order for a woman to wear a pair of pants to church. Well, if they can get here, wear your pants. Because God ain't coming back after your clothes. Because when he do come back, your clothes going to be left right there. Pray that they clean. Because if you get left behind, everybody going to know your dirty laundry. So if he was after your clothes, why is they still going to be left? Can't wear makeup. You look like a Jezebel. You look like one without it. And you act like one without it. Jazzy was a controlling woman. She didn't need no makeup to be controlling. Even when she put the makeup on, it was because of her death. She was getting ready to die. Read the word. People coming up with their own form of doctrine and people in the churches believing it because they don't have on no armor. And I'm hated because I bring it out. Hallelujah. And some of you in Miracle Temple... Some of y'all don't want to really let people know where you go and you lose your friends. Some of you don't want to promote Miracle Temple, not on Facebook. You lose your followers. Because you don't want people questioning you. Hello? <laughs> people are only going to go where they can do what they want to do. And when they want to do it. If I don't have a position by this time, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Still love ya. Bye. See what the devil do? He he build people up to make them think they in this place and in that place. And then when trouble come in their life, they out of place. God know who can hold position. God know who can stand in the midst of adversity. God knows this. You don't supposed to faint in the day of what? Adversity, because it means your what is what. It's small. 
And we got pastors behind the pulpit fainting when the deacon come in their face. It's time to put on your whole armor. It's time to pray always with all kind of prayer in the spirit, not in the flesh. And if you don't know how to pray, it's because you ain't in the word of God the way you need to be. Because everything they prayed was according to the word. Jehoshaphat, when he went to battle against three different armies, fear came, but he began to bow himself. He began to put on sackcloth and ashes. He began to call on the Lord. He began to remind the Lord of all the other battles. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord came. It came through the spirit and told him what to do. Y'all, it's time to quit playing. Y'all, we are in perilous times. We're in an evil time right now. And we have to stay in communication with God to know what to do and how to do it. To know what to pray and how to pray it. Because the enemy is using us to pray these evil prayers against people. And we think we're saying what's right, but it's not right. We don't pray, Lord, if it's your will to heal them. Hush! Quit praying them corny prayers! Oh, Lord, if it's your will, Lord, you can heal, Lord, if it's only your, shut up. Because the Bible say it is his will. Anything that's God's will, you don't agree with anything opposite to it. They let people hold on to the altar. Making these corny prayers. And people, hey, man. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't thanking God on that. That's not what God says. Y'all, we need to cut it out. When you know what the words say, you don't come into agreement because when you come into agreement, you in witchcraft. Witchcraft is when you praying outside of the will of God and you speaking things outside of the will of God. That is witchcraft. And quit praying against people because you don't like them. Lord, don't let them rest until they get saved. <laughs> Jesus already made a way for them to have salvation. It ain't up to you to tell them, don't let them go to sleep tonight. Your witchcraft himself. And then throw a little tongues in there. You go, and act like you hearing God and act like you done done something. You're using witchcraft. People need to quit. It's time out for foolishness. We got people dying that don't know Jesus. And it's time for us to rise up and get into this word and get revelation of this word before we open our mouth and bring error into the house of God. There's a spirit of error in the house of God and we got to bind it and we got to loose the spirit of truth. Put on your whole armor, not just part. But when you put it on, keep it on. Every day you need to check yourself instead of checking somebody else. We always look into everybody else's business and say what they should have, could have, wouldn't done, should not have done. But have we looked at ours? We always can say this one ain't right for that one or that one ain't right. for You better know you're saying it by the spirit and you better come by the spirit and not by your flesh. Because if that's what God is saying for them right then, then you need to leave it alone. 
Some people jealous because they ain't got nobody. And they want to talk a person out of what God may be sending because they ain't got nobody. May not be the case for everybody, but jealousy is going rampant. That's why you keep your business to yourself. Because somebody always want to get in your business to wreck your house because they're letting Satan use them. But if you got on your whole armor of God, you will know what to say and not to say concerning a person. And if you say it, knowing that you shouldn't have said it, immediately you grab it. Say, forgive me for saying that. That wasn't right. I take authority over that seed. You dying right now. Because that's what the enemy used, your mouth. You better know that God is saying it. And I guarantee you, if you keep on your armor, God will speak. Because he speaks through. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand before we go into our announcements? If not, we're going to go into our announcements and I want to thank everybody for joining us on this day here at Miracle Temple.